I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, and we have a great show for you this weekend. The Cajuns wrapping up spring practice, and Cajun softball gets another top performance from a seasoned veteran. And I sit down with Gary Broadhead to get his reaction to their historic 50th season. For the fourth time under head coach Billy Napier, though, as we start with football, the Cajun football squad held the annual Vermilion and White spring game at Cajun Field. It's the final opportunity of the spring for the players to make a good impression on the coaches. Head coach Billy Napier says a lot of players can determine their situation with playing well in this arena. You've got a lot of players that I think really we've always felt like we're going to be good players uh, that really proved this spring that you know what you could put that guy out there and he could do a job for you um so i think that's where we probably developed more depth this spring than any year in the past right i mean i think um, we had the bodies to have a practice environment and culture where it was very competitive we had three groups going the entire spring uh, we stayed relatively healthy in terms of the number of people who could participate and I really think we developed depth across the board. There's probably too many to talk about. That's a good problem to have. Still to come, let's check in on Raging Cajun softball. Summer Ellison, she had a week. That's next on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to the show. I'm George Faust. Madeline's taking a little time off. So let's talk Cajun softball. Summer Ellison earned three wins combined in matchups with Troy and Texas State, allowing Louisiana to maintain its position atop the Sun Belt standings heading into the weekend. That, of course, her performance caught the eye of the Sun Belt Conference. The senior right-hander collected the 12th Sun Belt Pitcher of the Week award of her illustrious career. She had, has now claimed at least one weekly award in each of the past four seasons competed in. In 18 innings of work combined against the Trojans and Bobcats, Ellison yielded just five runs, scattered 13 hits, and struck out 22. Head coach Jerry Glasgow. Summer's been really good since ever since the UT Arlington series. You know, you've seen a different Summer Ellison, and I think she's just really comfortable right now. She's uh, she's using all of her pitches at this time, and you know, she's using both sides of the plate. She's mixing up well. Um, Great drop ball, great change up, great rise ball. She's using the curveball very effectively. She feels her position well. She just does everything well. That she does. We are back in 90 seconds with Coach Gary Broadhead talking women's Cajun hoops. Don't go away. That's coming up after the break. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust, pleased to be joined by the head women's basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns. That's Gary Broadhead. And Coach, Thanks for taking some time to talk a little bit about this phenomenal year you guys had. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, it was exciting, you know, and uh, we're always excited to be on your show and stuff. So we, uh, it's been a good year and we finished up strong. So, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, as much as uh, it's always a struggle in this type of year, it was uh, I'm proud of our kids and our program and what they did. 
when you look at uh, your, you had your ninth season just now, next year will be your 10th. And then uh, it was UL's 50th season for women's basketball. Uh, what a year it was 16 wins. You win the regular season Sunbelt title. Um, the only way it could have been any better with the tournament go to go go to the NCAAs, right? I mean, but other than that, I mean, you, you guys had a fun year and, and a lot. You accomplished a lot with this team. Yeah, we did. You know, I mean, our goals are always to you know to win the conference and win the conference tournament. You know, we've been you know been fighting it for for nine years now, and you know, I think winning the conference uh, league is pretty tough. But I always felt that you know winning the tournament whoever's hot at the time, you know, March Madness. And uh, I just thought we were playing really well last year when it got cut short. And then coming into this year really felt well. I mean, really good. The thing that was different, you know, you didn't play some of the East teams. So it was kind of new to you. You know, it's going to be a first time. And then you were going to play some teams. I mean, like Little Rock, I think we played them maybe four or five times this year, you know. So it made it a, it made it a little different way of, of doing things. But I was very proud that we were able to, to kind of get through it and, and fight through it. But uh, it's a tough thing to do to, to win the league here. Uh, and then, you know, we fell a little short, got to the WNIT because we won it. But, uh, you know, I, I thought as a team for the last two years, we really we really actually played really well, you know, proud of the fact that we had some experience and leadership that, you know, that to me is what the difference, the experience and the leadership. Yeah, and when I think about this year's team, one of the girls that I love to watch when, when we would watch you guys play is, is uh, Brandy and, and just her ability. Did, was she, did she start off as a, as a leader on this team or did she kind of melt mold into that role as the year wore on? You know, she led in different ways. You know, it's, that's the thing about it. You know, she, you know, some people are very vocal and some people just do it by their hard work. And she's been doing that since day one, you know, she comes from Barb and, you know, Kelly Durio did a great job with, with her at Barb High School and molding her into the player that she's, she became and the work ethic that she had. And I think that's the big thing for her. She's a natural scorer. Uh, in my 30-something years of coaching, she's the first kid that I didn't change her shot. I mean, there's many kids that we change a little. No, we don't change it completely, but we change some little things. And I, I just didn't see the reason to change it when it was going in. She can really shoot the ball. I mean, that's her strength. And, you know, she comes in and she works at it. And you know, uh, she's very consistent. So, yeah, she's fun to watch, too. You know, she's fun to coach. And, you know, she's got a lot of ability. Uh, and, and I tell you what, I think there's some left, you know. And, uh, you know, I know she wants to play overseas and, and stuff like that. So I think she could be a, uh, you know, continue to get better. But, uh, you know, she led in a different way. You know, I, uh, you look at Kim Burton and all that. You know, she's very vocal and she brings something different. So they all bring something different. But uh, Brandy definitely led by example. Yeah, it, it, she was just fun to watch. I just enjoyed watching her play because, uh, you know, I guess I kind of associate with point guards and guards in general because, you know, I was a small guy playing basketball in high school. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, when, when you look at what you what you accomplished, when you talk to the team or, or when you wrap things up, did you have exit meetings? What, what are some of the things that you guys are hoping to kind of move forward with uh, and, and kind of improve on? Yeah, you know, you continue to uh, look at, you know, the things that we did this year as a team, you know, and I, I considered we were a player-led team, you know, probably the first time in nine years, maybe the first time in my career uh, since I left Turlings that I had a team that was player-led, you know, and I'm talking about the seniors that were here, 
So we have a lot of replacing to do as far as for leadership. But boy, I tell you, we had some skill and some talent on the bench. I mean, we have some instant offense, you know, that's on the bench that is coming back. And, you know, so in the meetings and all that, we talked about trying to continue what we're doing here, you know, and, and I think the people that let us work the hardest, you know, they worked hard, they, they showed up every day and they showed us how to work, you know, coach didn't have, we didn't have to do any preaching about working this year. And I think that's what we need to continue uh, to do is come in and, and work and continue to try to get better as a team. And, uh, you know, you hope that uh, it's on them, you know, it's on, you know, the leadership from them. And I kind of see it already. You know, we started uh, actually yesterday kind of working on some things, you know, back to our individual workouts and all that. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing a lot of skill. I really am. Now we have some fundamental work to do and that's what we kind of evaluate and stuff like that. But, you know, in, in, in everything that we've met all year, it's, we talked about the experience we had. So how do we replace that experience, you know, and, uh, there's still some up in the airs of who's coming back or not. That's seniors, you know, we're still working on that part of it. And I, I'm one to give kids time, you know, uh, so we'll see, you know, who ends up coming back and, and who ends up, uh, you know, uh, you know, moving on. But, uh, you know, and we have some, and the, the thing that's I'm proud of too, is people don't realize they're student athletes, you know, all four or five, well, actually all five of our seniors are graduating. You know, I mean, they are getting their degree and one in petroleum engineering, you know, one in marketing. Uh, uh, Kim in marketing has a, her master's. She's going to get her master's this, you know, she'll, ha she'll have it in May. So, I mean, uh, it's not that they just came and they, they helped us to build the program. But, man, they, they utilized uh, our program to get an education and a good one. Uh, you know, and I'm proud of that fact. You know, I, I know Ty Ducet wants to be a nurse and all that. and so. You know, she'll be graduating and maybe extending her career, her, her student, you know, student career. But, you know, it's those things that are probably the most important thing to me. And we won, you know, we were able to kind of win some games and get better. But at the end of the day, our mission as coaches is to, is to is turn these uh, young ladies into young women that are going to produce uh, a lot of things in our society. And no doubt, you know, they fight through uh, the way this program started when they first got here and to get it where it is they're gonna be able to do anything in life I, I really believe that so it's a it's an interesting question and this this next one because you've probably answered it a bazillion times this year because of the circumstances with the covid pandemic and things of that nature what has been the challenge the most challenging thing for you guys i know you probably like i said you, you've answered that I, I know i've asked you probably before but it Looking back on it now, is it what was the most challenging thing, and and what did you kind of learn from? Hey, look, this is this is something we didn't know we could handle. We did, and we got through it. You know, there was a lot of unknown. You know, it was always the unknown. The next, it was the next, the next day that we tested. We didn't know if we would have somebody. Then you're also looking at a schedule that you've made up that it was already kind of changed by the conference. And you just didn't know what the other teams were going to end up. And that's what ended up happening to us. I thought that was the hardest thing is we ended up having to cancel games because of the other teams. Not, you know, I thought we were taking care of our business or, you know, sometimes it's just luck that you do the thing, the right things. And, you know, you don't end up with the virus, but we were very blessed not to get caught up in mid. We did not miss one game because of our, we didn't have one player miss a game because of, you know, the pandemic or the virus. So I thought we took care of that, but, 
it to me it was the unknown. You know, you're preparing, man. You get actually you're getting on the bus ready to leave, and then they call you and they say that they have a kid that tested positive, or you just played a game and then you made it back at one o'clock in the morning, and then you get a call at seven o'clock the next morning, somebody that we played against. So now we got to start watching film. And I thought that was, you know, I thought that was pretty tough. Not even having the virus, but being, you know, in quarantine because of, you know, somebody else that you played and the way it was, a lot of stuff was unknown. So I thought that was the tough part too, you know, was how to keep, uh, uh, you know, keep our focus on what we were doing, how to practice a long period of time without playing. We didn't play in the dome for two months. You know, that was, that was tough. And then we go into conference and everybody was asking this question, how, how did you handle not playing for 20 days? And I didn't know, I was really nervous, man. I, I was, I, I didn't know, cause we practiced and we tried to, you know, have scrimmages and all that. It's still not the same, but I tell you, I gotta, and I, I think we were blessed to have experience that they were able to handle, especially at the end of games and stuff. We didn't play for a while and we were able, and we didn't play with Ty Doucette for a while too, because she was injured. And, right. You know, I thought, that, man, after the first game that we lost without her, we were able to recover and kind of adjust. So those were some of the hard things. But, you know, I think everybody went through it. I think you're, you know, you know you're covering sports. You probably, I mean, from one day to the next, you didn't know what event was happening and all that. So I think everybody went through it, you know. And, you know, it was just you had to be ready to adjust. It was just be ready to adjust, you know, be ready to, you know, to, to do whatever it takes to be able to get and be safe, you know. but I think that was the biggest thing was adjust, you know, be ready to adjust. Don't go away. We'll have much more with coach. We're going to adjust. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with more inside Cajun nation right here on KLFY. Thanks for watching inside Cajun nation. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to inside Cajun nation. Everybody, George Faust still joined by the head women's basketball coach at the university of Louisiana, Gary Broadhead coach. Um, we talked a lot about uh, this past season and even kind of look to the future. What are you excited about for next year? Because, you know, you have a season like you had going 13 and one in the Sun Belt, winning the regular season. There's got to be some optimism about this upcoming season. No doubt. You know, I think the exciting thing is, you know, we're looking at the you know, Sun Belt hasn't confirmed it completely, but it looks like the women will have 16. Uh, conference games and it looks like we're going to go to sides you know west and the east but we'll be able to play each other and I think that's going to be a big part of it but you know we didn't play a full season this year you know I mean you know you, you we end up 16 and 8 so you know we didn't quite play our 30 games that we normally did we didn't play in a tournament or anything so I'm I'm looking at, at getting excited about a full season you know getting back to somewhat normal to where we can uh, you know and, and next year we got a lot of good teams coming in you know so I'm hoping that we'll be able to play those games and and, uh, you know, also to me, every year you have a new team. It's just part of it. You know, even though you may lose one or two, it's just a new team and a new look and a new leadership and, you know, doing di things a little different, you know. And so I'm excited. You know, I'm excited about the, you know, we have six newcomers coming in. And so that excites me because now you got to start from scratch on the defensive side. And we got actually had, had meetings and we're going to start this summer. You know, we'll bring them in this summer and we'll start doing, you know, usually during the summer we bring them in and, you get excited about running offenses and passing the ball and working on skill drill. Uh, but this year I, I said, man, with newcomers, I want to be ahead in the fall. So we're going to start on defense and, you know, and, and, and let them know the importance of it and try to get them up to scale with the returners and all that. So, you know, and I love teaching, you know, I think, uh, I think it's important, you know, 
you know, able to teach these kids how to play the game and the way we want to play it. You know, everybody has a thousand different ways to play it and they're all good. You know, we play it a certain way and we, we recruit that certain way. And I think the six that we have coming in are going to be, you know, they're going to be really talented players. We just got to get them to understand the way we play and, and how we want to play. Speaking of some of the challenges uh, that we talked about in the last segment, but recruiting wise, that's, that had to be kind of really bizarre, right? I mean, did you get an opportunity to, to talk to young athletes and, and, and see, Hey, I, what, what was the parameters uh, for recruiting with regards to getting some players in? Well, you know, George, it's kind of like what we're doing here. You know, we relied on Zoom. You know, Zoom's like a miracle at this time. You know, it just really worked out good. And we had a lot of Zoom meetings with parents in their living room. It was being us just being there. We just couldn't hug them and touch them. You know, it was more about just, you know, communicating with them and getting them to know us a little bit more and ask questions. I think for them, for the parents and the recruits, they were more at ease asking questions than normal. When we come in their house and it's kind of, you know, face-to-face, it, we do most of the talking, but on the Zoom, we had some great questions from all of the recruits and all that. And you know what? I, I'm so proud of our, our our coaches, our assistant coaches. We worked so hard in getting our homework done early. Like we watched a lot of these kids since the eighth and ninth and tenth grade, where some of the bigger schools, and I think they can play at the bigger schools, didn't see them, and usually they would have used this past summer to, you know, to steal them from us. And it didn't happen. The summer didn't happen. And so they were kind of on the fence about some of the kids. And we knew already, we were telling them, we want you. We know, you know, and I think it helped them to commit early. We got some early commitments and we were able to move forward real quick. And I think we got some really good athletes coming in and actually some really good students, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that fact too. So the recruiting for us was really on par. I mean, it was really good. I would say uh, we, we stayed ahead of it and, we did a great job. My assistant, you know, Valerie Wezar is our recruiting coordinator. She did an awesome job of, of, of staying ahead of the game. And, you know, they're, you know, they're so tech savvy uh, that it, it made it easy on me. I remember the first Zoom meeting we practiced. I was horrible. I was so frustrated and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. And then, the ne- then we had one the next day live and, man, it was perfect, you know. And we get to show videos of our facilities and some of the, you know, all that. It's just it really worked out, you know. Uh, I like still going back to the old way. I love evaluating. I love to sit in the gym for hours and evaluate kids and all that. I did, the only thing I didn't like was, you know, streaming those games. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to watch games to me on a video and, and just to kind of see the actual, you know, how good a player really is. And there were limited videos and all that. So that was kind of tough. So I think our 22 class, maybe got a little bit behind, you know, but our, our 21 class that we just signed, we, I thought we did an awesome job. And I don't think we got affected by uh, the pandemic at all. That's good. That's, that, that works well for you. Um, when you, when it comes to the, uh, uh, the popularity of, of this sport, women's basketball, it seems like there was a lot of excitement this year surrounding the final four. Uh, it, you know, it, you said it when you guys had to play uh, Colorado, <laughs> they beat Stanford, right? And and look oh. what Stanford ended up doing. Uh, but but can you talk about just? Uh, I I know it's tough. I, I, you you you're fighting an uphill battle, uh, trying to trying to get uh, people in the seats and come watch a game. The pandemic didn't really help you uh, with regards to getting people in. But uh, can you can you talk about just you know the popularity of this sport and where it's at and and where it's going? 
Yeah, you know, and I think it's just different parts of the country, you know, you're going to look at different parts of the country where they have more fan base, you know, where I think in the South, baseball and softball is a big deal, you know. I mean, football is a big deal everywhere. There's no doubt, you know, especially in the South. So that's what we have to do, you know, as, in, as a universities in the South that are struggling a little bit. We got to we got to jump on a, on the bus with the football team, you know, not just, uh, you know, look for them to win, but also to look look for them to to, you know, Bella use live some of their fans, you know, I thought at McNeese, we did a pretty good job. While I was there and, and, uh, and connecting with the football coaches and, and, you know, utilizing some of the, you know, it's like somebody that really loves a raging cage in athletics uh, to some of them, it doesn't make a difference what sport, you know, but the majority of them, the 40,000 is going to be with football. So you got to try to use it, but yeah, I think it's got, you know, our women's basketball got more popular, but down South, I, I just see, a, I mean, just look in our state, you know, I mean, they're not killing it with, uh, with fans, you know, and it kind of hurt this year. We had a winning season, you know, we were rolling really good. I mean, especially winning 15 straight, uh, 15 games straight. So with that happening, uh, boy, it would have been nice for some people to jump on a bandwagon and, 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 and enjoy some winning finally, you know, and I think I understand, you know, I think uh, it's hard to change uh, what people think, you know, and, and they look at the program in the past in the 90s and, you know, early 2000s that we didn't really win, you know, and, you know, that we actually we didn't want to really be covered. And I thought that was the biggest thing for me coming in is to find our identity, you know, identify with the with the people here, but identify our program with, you know, players and with media like y'all have done. I mean, the media had, I mean, the media has a lot to do with uh, expanding a program or building a program. I don't think you just can win, especially in the women's side. I think you've got to be out in the community and, you know, with you and, you know, just everybody else, Stevie and all these guys that are really, you know, they, they I mean, you know, they, they're pushing our women's game, you know, and I think it's important. You, I know you have a daughter, so that doesn't hurt, you know. I think those things as men, as we look at it and see, you know, what it does for these young women, that, that that's, at 17 years old, I could see that, what it did for little girls, you know. So, you know, I think that's going to be the big thing. You know, and I think at the same time as women coaches, as a women players and women administrators, we just got to keep pushing, you know. We can't, we can't stop pushing, but, you know, you just got to work too, you know, you got to work for what you earn. You know, I think that's the biggest thing in America now is can you earn, can you earn your respect and all that and, and to keep on working and, and uh, to appreciate what's given to you and all that. I think those things come in hand in hand. And so our community, I'm begging, you know, I'll beg and plead and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do the prayer parade. I'll do anything in our community to to bring our, you know, to bring us some, you know, fans. And Coach, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you. And uh, look forward to chatting with you in the future, man. Oh, I appreciate you a lot, man. Take care. Anything you ever need, you got it, man. Thank you, Coach. That's Coach uh, Gary Broadhead, UL Women's Raging Cajun Basketball. Thank you for watching tonight here on Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.